0: Get ready.
1: Hello, and welcome to College Talk. It is your host, Beth Brandon, and I am so happy that you all have joined us here today. I say us because I have a guest, so I'm really excited to jump into that. But before I do, a couple things. First, you know the drill, if you are listening uh, to this podcast, if you could please give us a rating, uh, maybe a comment, it'll help us get found by more folks. And also, podcastcollegetalk.weebly.com, that is our website, and it is free and fully open for you all to check out. Obviously, there's that blog, still working on getting that up and running, but... Um, But uh, obviously the podcast as well, the thing I'm always most excited about is the resource pages. There's resources on there for if you're a college student and you want uh, some, some help with classes or success or getting organized, whatever. If you're a parent or guardian or family member of a student looking to go to college, there's resources for you. And if you're a high school student looking to go to college, you better believe there's resources for you. Junior year and senior year. So you've got options. But forget about all that stuff. Let's get started on this week's show. All right, I am super excited for my guest today. Uh, We're going to be talking about something I know you all will be interested in, scholarships. And while I encourage students to listen, I also want to make sure that counselors, teachers, parents, guardians, uh, all of you folks are really, really paying attention because this is really important for you to encourage students to do. So I'm going to introduce my guest. I'm here with Devin Komen, who is the Director of Strategic Partnerships at the College Board. Um, and Devin, I'm going to let you take it away.
2: Hi, everybody. i um, so happy to talk to some Michiganders. Uh, Michigan's one of my favorite places to visit. All right. I had a Longtime uh, friend and educator who is in Detroit. Nice. Um, and yeah, I'm super excited to be here today with you. Um, I think this this podcast is so intriguing, and as a first gen college student grad myself, I'm really passionate about getting out this information to people and the scholarship program that I'll talk about today recognizes that the journey to college does not come with directions, Mm, mm -hmm. especially for first-gen, lower-income students. Mm -hmm. And that's why we at the College Board created it.
1: Awesome. All right. So we're going to talk about the College Board Opportunity Scholarship, which I've also uh, heard called CBOSS, right?
2: Yeah, yep, that's that's the nickname for it. Everything has to have an acronym, right? Of
1: course, of course, in higher ed, yes.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, um, so I think what makes the College Board Opportunity Scholarships Program so unique is that it's a college planning tool Mm -hmm. meets scholarship program, Mm -hmm. and it gives students the game plan that they're so hungry for, um, and it integrates a number of free digital tools that help them plan, prepare, and pay for college. And everything digital is incredibly relevant these days as we face a global pandemic where Mm -hmm. lots of students are learning from home and planning for college from home. Mm -hmm.
1: Absolutely. And I I love that it really does give a walkthrough um, of what students can do. And it's it's something that they start their, their junior year, right? Which is, I think, so helpful because I think a lot of students get into the fall of their senior year and freeze, because they don't have a game plan. Um, and the the push, I think, was it step one, that's like build your college list? Yep. Yeah. I think that's fantastic.
2: Yeah. So the, the whole idea behind this is that the college board has been around for a long time. Mm-hmm. Something like over 100 years. Oh, wow. And in that time, we've heard constantly from students and parents and families and even counselors who admit that college planning, college application process is incredibly convoluted, Mm -hmm. it's complicated, it's confusing, Mm -hmm. and it can be really overwhelming. Mm -hmm. And so knowing that we worked with lots of internal research as well as external research to try and distill down what are the six most important steps that can critically affect a student's college-going trajectory, three in their junior year, three in their senior year, and we know that well-resourced students take these steps at a much higher rate than Mm -hmm. their less-resourced peers, Mm -hmm. and so we created the College Board Opportunity Scholarships to close that gap by giving every single student this plan and the keys to planning for college. Mm -hmm. So the first three happen in students' junior year, and then the last steps happen in their senior year and yeah, you mentioned, um, the first step, the, the idea behind where this is not just a college planning program is that students are eligible to win money for college for every action that they complete. That's so fantastic. the more effort that they put in and the more actions they complete, the more chances they have to earn a scholarship. Mm-hmm. So let me just start by saying this is, a million a year that the college (laughs) board gives out to about 4,000 students. Wow. And those scholarship amounts range from $500 to $2,000 for each of the six steps. And then students who complete all six of the steps are eligible for one of 25 annual $40,000 scholarships. Wow. So we just awarded um, in March of 2020 our first 25 Complete Your Journey winners um, who have that $40,000 to apply um, to their college uh, journey. And the, the thing that I really want to make sure I say, and I'll probably repeat multiple times, Perfect. Um, is that half of the scholarships, $2.5 million a year, are awarded to students whose families earn less than $60,000 per year. That's great. And so that means that lower-income students earn one extra entry per step. So if you imagine there's two hats, mm-hmm. um, every time you complete a step and you are from a lower-income household, you get double the chances to win that scholarship. And That's great. the reason we did that is that everybody can look around at the scholarship nights, and it's generally the same Kid who's winning all the awards, if mm. they're academic based mm-hmm. or you know about merit, um, or it's the well-resourced families that have the savvy and are applying for scholarships right. that they might not actually need. Right. And so that's why we wanted to make this um, program really about supporting lower-income students, but it's open to all students.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Any junior or senior who attends a high school in the U.S. U.S. territories. They're part of a DoDEA school abroad. Their family's in the military. Mm-hmm. There's no GPA requirement, no test score, family income. You don't have to be a citizen um, to participate. And mm. it doesn't have a lot of complicated things like an essay or an application. It's all meant to be embedded with the steps and things that students are already doing mm-hmm. in their junior and senior year.
1: Which which is awesome. You know, And I know, I think we're going to talk about this a little bit later, touch on the FAFSA aspect, but... You know, you mentioned that a lot of times it's the students whose parents have maybe done the college thing or someone in their family has and they have those close ties or someone who's leading them and saying, hey, apply for the scholarship, hey, apply for the scholarship. It's the same kind of thing for the FAFSA. There was a, a Brookings Institute article um, a couple of years ago that that really focused on how the majority of the students who were getting financial aid were not necessarily in the, the lower socioeconomic status uh, group where you know they want students to be getting financial aid and want students to be getting Pell Grant. And I I think you're right. I think you see that, you know, with scholarships too. And so it's sort of like the 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 mark is being missed almost. And this is really cool because I think it yes. can help to even the the playing ground because it isn't based off GPA. You know, it isn't based off of having to to write an essay and make sure that you have a proof read by a bunch of different people and um I think that's really important. And I hope that students and counselors and teachers and everyone listening is like, Oh, like there's a light bulb going on right now. Um, because this is a huge opportunity. Um, and I guess, could we talk a little bit about kind of each of the steps? Um, yes. Great. Yeah. That'd be awesome. Let's
2: do it. Cool. Let's do it. So uh, students can sign up at CB.org slash opportunity. Um, it's a very quick sign-up process, and then they can track their progress on each of the six steps, um, as well as opt into getting notifications like texts that come a few days before scholarships close to remind students to be taking those actions. So, definitely encourage students to start by just signing up. Mm-hmm. Then, the first thing that they do is build a college list, and they do this through another college Word platform that probably many of you are familiar with called big future yeah. and yeah. And so <laughs> all students have to do is create a college list with six schools. There are no requirements. There's no barriers. They can pick any six schools they want. And then we have all sorts of supporting materials, YouTube videos, resources for students to come up with their initial list. And the idea is just to explore yeah. and get started. So, just for doing that, just for taking the time to put six colleges on a list, students can earn a $500 scholarship, and we give out 700 of those every year. Nice. So it's a great way. That's one in particular where in the school environment, we've had this before, actually in Michigan, where a student won the Build Your College List uh, scholarship, and everyone in the school was like, that kid Because... It wasn't one of the usual suspects who who won this step. And then it seems to really change the way the student thinks of themselves as Mm -hmm. college-going material, which is, I think, one of the great kind of side benefits that we didn't even necessarily imagine or think about. We were thinking about clarifying the steps and affordability, so getting more money to students. And these other impacts of students feeling confident, feeling like, they know what they are supposed to do when, Mm -hmm. and that they really see themselves as as college-ready and um, Mm college-worthy matters so much to me. Um, So after building that college list, the next thing that students do is practice for the SAT, and so they use official SAT practice on Khan Academy, which is a free tool. Um, The requirement for the scholarship to become eligible is that they spend at least six hours practicing on official SAT practice. The cool thing about official SAT practice, and I know you're going to do a future episode about this because we have a lot of new exciting research about our Khan Academy tool,
0: um,
2: is that it's completely customized and personalized to the students. So they link their college board and their Khan Academy accounts. And that means if they've taken a PSAT or they've taken a practice test, they will have a diagnostic plan mm-hmm. to only practice those most essential skills that they currently have development areas in. Mm-hmm. So unlike a typical SAT tutoring class where everybody's on page eight, number 17, <laughs> right. you are just spending time on the things that you as an individual have got to work on. Yes. Um, and that's why it works. And yeah. it's also free, which is amazing. So yeah, practice I, scholarship students can win a thousand dollars um Ooh. and we're giving out 1500 of those every year and we've had a couple of michigan winners actually from sandusky high school two practice winners um this spring right. in twenty twenty one.
1: that's awesome and i i gotta be honest i recommend even to students that i work with now in the at the college level on success stuff you know they have college level chemistry um prep and things like that and If students are kind of struggling and they need something extra, especially when we were all online during this, um, the quarantine, I was like, hey, give Khan Academy a try, Um, you know, and and see if, you know, this can kind of help you because I think you can take practice tests for those and they'll gauge, you know, where you're at as well and kind of help you redevelop some of those. So get comfortable with it in high school, use it in college to help yourself along through some of those gen eds. Like it's a great resource and tool like in in high school and in college.
2: For sure. I definitely used it when I was prepping for the GRE for going to grad school. Absolutely. (laughs) A lot lot of that high school math was was beyond me as (laughs) a humanities major in college. Yes. Um, And so then the third step that's really for junior year is about improving your score. And so the idea behind this is you've been practicing and now you see the results on your PSAT to SAT or your SAT to SAT. um, And you've improved by 100 points. Um, this one, I have to say, the COVID context means we're thinking about it really differently. Mm-hmm. Um, so improve your score is no longer a requirement for students in the class of 2021 because of all of the SAT administrations um, that are likely to be impacted because mm-hmm. of COVID. Mm-hmm. And so students won't have to earn an entry for the improve your score scholarship in order to be eligible for the 40K complete your journey scholarship. Oh, so wow. okay. Great. that should be a sigh of relief for students who are worried about like, I'm not going to qualify for the 40 K because I couldn't do this. Right. Um, and, but we're still at the same time, we're honoring the students who are able to do that and have that achievement of a hundred point gain. Right. And so what we've done is, um, we've postponed. Usually we do 25 a month, 150 a year. Mm-hmm. And so now we're, we're just, um, loading, fifty improve your score scholarships in September, in November, and in January. Okay. So students have a little bit more lag time to take that assessment. Um, and in Michigan, they should be taking it in school. Mm -hmm. So um, less direct impacts there. Yes. Okay. So we've got through the first three junior year, now senior year. So summer of senior year, you're a student, this is around the time that you've probably taken the SAT, Mm -hmm. um, maybe for a second time. You've gotten a, a stronger idea about what you might want to major in. You've been doing more research. and so now it's the time to strengthen your college list. Yes. And this is where you take those original six schools and we require you to make sure you've got a good mix mm-hmm. of safety match and reach schools. And the way um, our, our research and and lots of other folks in the field who've done research on undermatching, um, we want to make sure that students are not aiming too low,
0: mm-hmm.
2: um, and going to a school that's going to support them and also put them on the best possible trajectory mm-hmm. for careers and their social networks and their families and all of that. So we recommend that students have uh, a formula. It's three, two, one. So three reach schools, two match schools and one safety. Mm. And you've probably seen this in your advising uh, work, Beth, but so many students flip that and do the opposite. They'll apply to one reach, it's always an IV, (laughs) and then a a bunch of safety schools. And um, we want to flip that and help students really find uh, a a good mix of schools to give themselves the best possible chance at admission. Mm -hmm. And through the Big Future tool, um, students can use it. They can use it on their phone. They can use it on the computer. Um, And it helps designate based on their PSAT scores or scores that they enter in or practice tests that they take to help them find those schools. And it's kind of cool. It's sort of like a Tinder app where students can flip the cards and add them to their list and just swipe, swipe, swipe um, through the different colleges. And so... It's fun, it's interactive, and most importantly, we're preventing undermatching and making sure that students give themselves options.
1: That's awesome. I always, you know, when I was advising, that was like one of the things that I probably said more times than students wanted to hear, but the best thing you can do and the way to have the most power in, uh, you know, in your college search and power in, like, your life choices later on is to give yourself options. Um, if you set yourself up so you've only got, you know, one school that you can go to, your decisions made for you, but if you have, you know, three schools, you've got a lot more options and you might be surprised that that reach school is the one that offers you the most in terms of scholarships and ends up being the most affordable. So I, you know, just give it a go, give yourself the options. And that's usually when you kind of find, I think that like happy medium or the best spot for you specifically.
2: Exactly. Um, and so those scholarships are worth $500. Um, and there's 300 of those given out every year. nice. And now we come to the FAFSA step. Uh, And so, like you were saying (laughs) in your opening comments, this is um, such an underutilized tool. Mm -hmm. Millions of dollars get left behind every year that lower income students could be using to pay for their education. Um, And I know it's a huge priority in Michigan. The governor is behind the FAFSA challenge. Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, the the work of in this state to make sure that there's transparency around who's completing the FAFSA at every high school, mm-hmm. creating a little competition to get to a hundred percent. All of that works really well with what we're trying to do. Um, you know, the FAFSA isn't a college board property, mm-hmm. right? Like mm-hmm. it's just that important that we had to put it in here and, Students, all they have to do is fill out the, the FAFSA um, to qualify for this, and um, students can also uh, opt out of this step if they are not eligible for the FAFSA, so say if they have DACA status, they're yeah. not a citizen. And um, the great thing about this is, given that it's a complicated form,
1: right. <laughs> like
2: everything in college planning and college application... right? Um, Students have really common questions
1: mm-hmm.
2: where they don't know how to find their FSA ID mm-hmm. or they're not sure which parent they claim. If their parents are divorced, yeah. they spend weekends with dad, they're at mom's during the week, they don't know what to do. Right. Or, um, and so there's just not a lot of guidance out there that's easy and accessible. Mm-mm. And for this reason, College Board partnered with Benefits Data Trust, which is an organization out of Philly, and they primarily focus on making sure people know they qualify for public benefits and help them get them. Okay. Uh, but they have always been interested in the FAFSA, and so together we created this virtual texting chat bot that students can access for free. Uh, his name is Wyatt. Nice. And <laughs> students can text Wyatt and talk through any questions or challenges they're having as they fill up the FAFSA. And for students that participate in the College Board Opportunity Scholarships, it's a really easy um, uh, click-through process Mm -hmm. where when they're on the page and they're completing that scholarship, they can chat with with Wyatt right there, and they can text Wyatt. That's
1: awesome.
2: Um, So I'll I'll go over this again at the end, but right now, um, if you are a counselor and you are listening to this and you want your students to be using Wyatt, um, between now and the end of September, students can sign up for College Board Opportunity Scholarships, and then um, b- before the FAFSA opens, which is October 1st, yeah. um, they can go to getfafsahelp.org to sign up to be notified, and then um, Wyatt will text them on October 1st. and. <laughs> give them some tips on getting started, how to create an FSA ID, for example. Um, And then they can, you know, they can do it in either way. We want them to, of course, be already participating in College Board Opportunity Scholarships, but they can also go to getfasahelp.org and then sign up for College Board Opportunity Scholarships. So either way, they can access that free assistance um, from Wyatt and... We, we did a pilot over the last year um, with students in the class of 2020, and it's um, it's an AI-powered chatbot, so mm-hmm. it's gotten really smart um, based on the student interactions, and it has this awesome casual tone where, even though it's a computer, it feels like you're talking to a human being.
0: That's nice. Um,
2: and it picks up on, on shorthand and, and, you know, student slang and all that kind of thing, so oh, cool. it's it's ready to actually meet students where they are.
1: That's awesome. And I'll I'll put that link in the description as well. So if um, you're a counselor, a teacher, or a student, and you want to click on it, it'll be right there in the description of the podcast. So you should be able to just link right from the episode.
2: Yes, thank you. And so those complete the FAFSA scholarships. Just for doing something you already should be doing, you can earn a $1,000 scholarship.
1: I was thinking, Um, I I, I could not think of anything else that, like, I mean, besides, I guess, you know, a Pell Grant, if, if you get that, you know, rewards you for doing the FAFSA, like in, in terms of an extra scholarship on top of the financial aid you'll already get. I just think that's so cool.
2: Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's amazing. And it's what it should be. I mean, this mm-hmm. should be something that um, everybody, whether you're a parent, a counselor, student, everybody should know the mm-hmm. FAFSA opens October 1st and you've got to do it. Yes. And so this is part of our Our plan is just to galvanize students to be filling this out, and the extra incentive makes a difference in in getting them there. So now we're on to the last step, Beth. Thanks for hanging in there, and it's apply to colleges. So you've built your college list. You've practiced for the SAT. You've improved your score, strengthened that list, completed the FAFSA. Now it's time to apply. And the most important thing here is that you have to apply to at least two schools. Mm. And, again, that's the idea of giving students options. We partner with all kinds of um, colleges and universities to get fee waivers, so that shouldn't be a barrier for students who are worried about that. Mm -hmm. And just for applying, you can win a $1,000 scholarship. Um, So once you have done all six of these steps, Then you qualify for that $40,000, which we uh, will be giving out in the class of 2021. That drawing will be March 1st. So students um, should get going on those steps to make sure that they
1: are eligible. Absolutely. That is also awesome. Again, if you want to, you know, if the plan is to go to college, you have to do that anyway. Why not, you know, get a chance to win an extra scholarship on top of everything else? Um, That's fantastic. I also really appreciate that you mentioned and like you knew that folks from Michigan were winning. And I I think that's huge because I think a lot of times when you hear like a chance to win, I know myself, Uh we always call it the the Brandon family luck. We're like, oh, well, we're never going to win, you know. um, But the the proof is in the pudding, right? Like students are winning, you know, and you mentioned Sandusky and I perk up because I'm from half an hour. I grew up half an hour away from Sandusky and I'm like, that's like a small school like that's it is a small school really realistic I think for a lot of students as long as they just put in I mean, not even really in the effort because they're already doing these things anyway um it's just you know rewarding yeah, just them, for credit them for doing it for it yeah
2: that's a, a big thing is so many students are like wait I was already practicing on Khan Academy but they didn't know they could also win a thousand dollars right or they're already filling out the basket they're already applying to school they're already on the future making a list but This is where it's really important that awareness is broad Mm -hmm. and students know that just by opting into this program, they are already completing these steps and then in the background, they're earning entries uh, to win scholarship dollars. So in terms of the Michigan context, um, we have so far this class of 2021, so the current cohort, Mm -hmm. 44 students have won. scholarships, and it's about $37,000 so far. So that's great. Yeah, And in the class of 2020, which um, was our first cohort, we had 143 Michigan student winners, and it was $132,000. Whoa. Yeah. And 64 of those, so just a little under half, were lower income students, meaning that they came from family income of under $60,000.
1: That's awesome. I mean those numbers are really exciting in themselves, but that overall scholarship number, you know, thinking about like, that's, that's a ton of money. That's just, that's there for students to, to, to gain access to. So I don't know. I'm just, I'm excited.
2: (laughs) Yeah. And I mean, I'm glad that you are excited about it. I think one of the more sobering things to know is that, um, you know, even last year, it was the first cohort in Michigan, first cohort nationwide, mm-hmm. and so we were excited. We got five hundred thousand students to sign up, which wow. for the first year of any program nationwide is is really impressive. Mm-hmm. Um, we did a lot of marketing. We launched on Good Morning America. We tried to get the word out, but even so, last year we only had fifteen percent of Michigan students. Participating or eligible.
1: Come on, y'all. And we
2: want to get that much higher. And um, this year, we started off in January and February. There's so much momentum, the second Mm -hmm. year of a program. There's a lot more awareness. People might know a winner from their school. Teachers are more aware. Counselors are more aware of the Mm -hmm. program. Um, And so in January and February, we were looking like 50% higher participation than the previous year. And everyone was so excited. And then the pandemic happened. Right. And we saw this major stagnation in new students opting into the program mm. and in completing steps. And that is not surprising to anybody, but mm. it's concerning. So right now we've managed to make um, some growth back up. We've got about 10% of eligible seniors in class 2021 participating. Okay, But the biggest concern for me, and I think for a lot of your listeners, yeah. is that lower income students are participating at lower rates Mm. than they were last year. And so that is why we are so, um, so focused on the FAFSA and on um, mobilizing students to complete the FAFSA, to earn this $1,000 scholarship, but also just to complete the FAFSA. And secondly, um, you know, that point that if you are from a household that, Has a family income of under 60K, you have an extra entry. You have a double Mm -hmm. dip Mm -hmm. into that lottery. Um, And so that means that in our first cohort, um, you know, 70% of the winners ended up being lower income. And uh, over half of the money is already designated, but that means that extra 20% was the people on the ground, the mobilization. Be working through organizations like Michigan College Access Network and mm-hmm. others to make sure that we're really targeting the students who need these steps mm-hmm. and who need these supplemental dollars for scholarships. Mm-hmm.
1: Absolutely. And, and I think a, a great call to action for, you know, counselors, teachers, high school administrators, school boards, like everyone, you know, studies show that students who complete their FAFSA are much more likely to actually um, – step foot onto campus in the fall, right? They might go through all the application things and be really excited when they graduate. But, you know, if they don't have that FAFSA completed and they don't have that financial aid aspect kind of sorted or at least starting to build a plan by the time they graduate, the the chances of them actually attending in the fall, um, drop. And so I, I think, you know, that FAFSA step is so huge, but you know, I think, yes, it's hard to get students to do it. It's sometimes harder to get parents to cooperate and, you know and attend and it does feel like pulling teeth but you know the students who really need you know the the services and the financial aid you know that come from the FAFSA are often the students who aren't um getting pushed maybe as hard or who are maybe having trouble getting people at home to understand why it's so important and so my, my call to action would be use the college board opportunity scholarship as sort of like an incentive right there's that scholarship opportunity there's that extra piece of this is why you should um, and, and really make it known to students. And you can, I mean, I think it's important to share facts with students and say like, hey, you know, t- statistics show students who don't do their FAFSA are less likely to go to college. You know, talk to their parents and say, you're putting in all this time and effort right now, maybe having some, you know, uncomfortable conversations with your students. Don't let it all be for naught, you know, um, as you're trying to figure out these steps and plan it, you know, make sure they're following through and and give them the extra push. Um, and so I think if there's like a big, I think there's always a call to action to, to do the FAFSA, but especially this year, I think there should be a lot of fire behind that. And I hope that that fire would translate also to this College Board Opportunity Scholarship because that's one extra encouragement. That's one less piece of encouraging that I think the counselors and administrators have to do because there is a scholarship attached to it. If you get a student involved with this, there's more incentive to do the FAFSA than just to get, you know, loans. There's also maybe a scholarship. Um, And so just call to action for sure is really, really uh, push the opportunity for the scholarship with the FAFSA and push Wyatt And, um, you know, if, I don't know, you're in a rural area and you don't have good Wi-Fi at home and we end up having to be virtual again, students often have the ability to text even if they don't have the ability to go online. This AI text chat thing, I think, kind of changes the game uh, with FAFSA help.
2: Yeah, I love, thank you for making that point about connectivity and the digital divide. That's a a, a really important piece. And, um, you know, as College Board, we're continuing to think about how we can support students who -hmm. who don't have access to Mm -hmm. Internet. Um, But, yeah, I mean, in the context of these COVID concerns, we know so many families are having a really different uh, financial outlook. Mm -hmm. They have affordability concerns about college as is pre-pandemic. And now there's so much future uncertainty. And so students can chat with Wyatt about these things, you know, different scenarios. Like my dad had a job and then he lost during COVID and whatever was on our taxes last year is completely irrelevant than what's happening now. And the chatbot can can guide them on, Mm how to make those designations when they're filling out their form. And the stuff is complicated. I mean, even financial aid professionals can have trouble figuring out how to advise students Mm -hmm. individually, which is what they really need. Mm -hmm. And given that um, we have the risk of lost momentum and um, this class is 2021, you know, they have already, at least they've had... um, A lot of their junior year was in person, Mm -hmm. Um, but we cannot miss the opportunity for them to get to that finish line of application and then eventually enrollment. Mm -hmm. Um, And when we think about this incoming class for the College Board Opportunity Scholarships, the class of 2022, that's going to open to them in December. And so... It, whatever work you're doing now as a counselor or a teacher, a college access professional, to get those your seniors together, it's mm-hmm. going to just help you with your juniors. Because they will see the seniors um, taking these steps, winning scholarships, and it's going to help them sign up and then be on board for the next two years.
1: Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um I, you know, I'm just kind of looking at what I I was hoping to cover. and I feel like we've covered a lot of it, but I wanted to, to ask, is there anything else specifically um, before I ask you my two final questions that I always ask my guests? Is there anything else that you wanted to, to add in?
2: Uh, I just think my, my heart goes out to everybody who's working directly with students right now. It's really uncertain times. Mm-hmm. And as a former high school teacher, Um, I know how complicated this is and to add on these layers of uncertainty Mm -hmm. and, and fear and worry, um, means everybody listening is shouldering a lot. So, uh, Devin Cohen from DC is sending you a virtual hug. (laughs) Um, and I'm also sending you this program that's free first of its kind digital college planning process that, I hope, can help you do your job better um, and support your students. So um, if anybody wants to reach out to me or has any questions about the resources that we've mentioned today, I know Beth's going to have them in the show notes. So yep. I'm always happy to talk and support you in your implementation, How whatever creative ways that you want to use uh, a video conference with your students and have them physically pull up the My Action Plan and show you that they've completed an entry, Mm -hmm. Um, we can get creative on how you track student progress and how you celebrate winners in a a virtual environment.
1: Yeah, that's awesome. And yeah, just like you mentioned, I will um, have all the links, descriptions of things that we've talked about um, in the description of this episode. So Um, Oh, one more thing. the Counselor workshop. Oh, yeah.
2: If you (laughs) if you are a counselor, um, you probably are familiar with the college board counselor workshops that we do every fall. Usually they're in person Um, this year. It's going to be a virtual webinar. And so the one for Michigan counselors is coming up September 18th from nine to 11. And it will give you updates on. All the college board programs, especially advanced placement, um, what to expect when it comes to assessments this fall. And there's a little bit on college board opportunity scholarships, too, which you will already be well versed in. Um, And so I really recommend you to go to that and um, you can register at the link in the show
1: notes. Yep, absolutely. Uh, That's going to be cool. And I, yeah, I highly recommend you all check that out especially uh, to get a refresher on this College Board Opportunity Scholarship for sure. All right. Are you ready for your questions?
2: I am.
1: Okay. What was the, your favorite class that you've ever taken? It could be high school. It could be middle school. It could be college, grad school, etc.
2: Okay. It's a really, really tough call for me, but I'm going to go with the class that I, I took out of, curiosity and also just interest in the professor so this is a a class I took at Georgetown my my undergrad and it was called Jesuit education Mm. and this class was all about Jesuits who are um you know the order of Catholic priests that that run Georgetown and and I knew a little bit about them I knew they were all about social justice and kind of um living out their values by supporting people on the margins of society Mm -hmm. but what I didn't realize is how introspective it would be on my own life, and so it's a class you can only take as a senior in college. Okay. And the assignments were fascinating. One was we had to make a playlist of um, songs that had had a big impact on our lives or oh, wow. took us back to specific memories and and moments of. Um, of grace of like having realizations about things. And so it's like an annotated bibliography of songs. And then um, we also wrote um, kind of our, our final paper was about us and kind of what our journey slash relationship with higher things, spirituality was, and how our experiences in college shaped um, those perspectives. And so we had to answer questions about like what we thought the purpose of an education was, um, kind of what life is really about, um, how, what being a human being is really about and all informed by our experiences in college. And so that paper is something that I cherish, um, more than, thesis that I poured myself into um, <laughs> more than grad school papers, more than my college application essays, because it was this really honest um, moment in time of who I was, um, what kinds of questions I was grappling with about purpose and my my future and, and wanting to live into these values um, mm-hmm. in my daily life. And so I reread it um, probably about once a year and just kind of check in with, how am I doing on these these kind of personal aspirations that I set for myself on on being a woman for others and living out these Jesuit values so
1: that's definitely
2: Jesuit education father Ryan Maher
1: (laughs) that is so cool I I love asking that question because I have not gotten the same answer like I've not gotten no one said the same kind of class um but I just I love it because like It just, I think it just shows students that like, it's not just going to be, you know, English 101, you know, algebra, calculus. Yeah.
2: student, I was like, I'm going to this elite college because I'm going to get a great job. And I just thought like about, okay, and I'm going to be a doctor after. And I wasn't thinking about what those four years would be or who I would become or, or how, um, I would get exposed, how I would study abroad, all, all those different elements, how I'd make friends for life. I mean, and it was so much more than just academics. It was about, as the Jesuits say, education of the whole person. Mm-hmm. So kind of like mod- body, mind, spirit, and, and cultivating those, those deep questions that like, no one has the answers to of right. why we're here and, and what our lives are supposed to be about. And so to like, really grapple with those as a young person
1: in a community um, was such a gift. That's awesome. Okay. Now, coming after that, what is the best piece of advice that you've ever gotten?
2: Mm, Yes. I think the best piece of advice I've ever gotten, and it's still one that I struggle to accept, is just about running your own race and to stop looking side to side. Mm. Um, I think comparison culture can be really tough um, at any age, but I Mm. think in particular this current... Cohort of students that's really grown up in an era of social media and just the ability to kind of constantly measure yourself up um, next to your peers, it, it means you can lose focus and kind of um, your North Star and what makes you you. Mm-hmm. And I think I spent a lot of years worrying about it, facing imposter syndrome, um, and just feeling like I, I wasn't necessarily where I needed to be. And so that, that advice came to me from one of my first managers and she was like, worry about yourself, um, in that very like matter of fact way and like, just kind of stop looking side to side and and just look straight ahead. And, um, and if you want, maybe my addition to that would be look behind too and think about like the journey that you've had, but also how you can bring others along, um, with you. And I think everything is more powerful when it's bigger than you. And Mm -hmm. so if you are able to keep that North star central, um, uh, it just cuts out the noise and you can, you can focus on doing good work.
1: Absolutely. That's awesome advice. Um, and I think it comes really into play when students are making that decision too. like, yes, your best friend might be going somewhere, but if that's not the place for you, that's Okay. Um, you can still see each other on breaks. You can visit each other. It makes makes it really fun to go see new places and try new things. So yeah, follow. I love that follow your North Star and um, don't necessarily focus on what the influencer over there is doing. Um, <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you so much. This has been amazing. I truly appreciate it. And to everyone listening, like we said, those links are going to be right in the description. So if you heard something and you're like, ah, I really want to, figure that out. What was it? Don't even, I mean, you can go back and listen to it again. I love listens. Uh, but you can also just, uh, open up the description and click on the link and get there a lot quicker. So thank, I thank everyone for listening. If I can talk, um, it was great chatting with you here.